we we have some stuff that's just un- unfairly robotic. <laughs> um, we need a robot. So, can you be a robot? Destroy half your body and replace it with cyborg parts. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Use EMG pickups because they help you get the heaviest tone possible. Head over to emgpickups.com and use my promo code HEAVY at checkout and get 15% off. And then once you write the heaviest song of all time, head over to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza and save 30% off your membership to get all your songs on all streaming platforms. And now to the heaviest podcast of all time. Simpsons too, I think. It's like the... It's, are they still making it? Aren't, aren't they, they are. Sure, but I think yeah. the quality... <laughs> Of the Simpsons and Family Guy relative to when it started is not like where South Park is. I feel like no, South definitely. Park, it's like the most consistent it's still going show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Simpsons, I think are. I mean, even if you're not a fan, I'm not really a big Simpsons guy, but they're just the goats. Yeah, you know that. I'm a, that I'm show, a pretty big fan. But I will, yeah, but as a big fan, I like. I would say the quality is not what it used to be. Yeah. Damn, talking shit already, dude. Yeah. The longest running TV show. That yeah. was so, they already have their plaque. That's why we're here. Well, today we have Shadow of Intent, the full band. Hell great. Damn. It's great to see you guys. Uh, I was really expecting the bass player not to be here, so Andrew, thank you for that. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, thank I, you. Yeah, I, I saw you guys last time, like, and I, I didn't meet you yet. My like, oh, he's fucking party party, and he's yeah. not going to wake up tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> no way. Dude, grown, thank man. you so much. It's honor, thank though, you. For real. Can we do a quick intro? <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Ben. Bryce. Andrew. Guitar, singer, drums, bass player. Nice. And the bass player is up. Dude, I am literally, I'm like in shock, to be honest. I'm so sorry. <laughs> dude, so, no, dude, please. Dude, that's yeah. fucking sick, man. Honestly, you're not the only one. I never see these guys up at this yeah. hour. Yeah, yeah, I never have. Maybe hit. Only to poop, yeah. usually. Dude, when you wake up and you got to take a shit. Oh, dude, it's the only reason I wake up. No, literally, yeah. Same. Yeah, same. It, it gets a lot harder when we get older, so that's something to look, to look forward to. Oh, boy. Yeah, and you're, uh, how old do, how do you guys? You're, I'm you're the dad, so I'm 30. 30. Okay. Yeah. I'm 26. I'm 26. I'm the baby. I'm 26. 26, yeah. okay. 20, and then we're both 28. Yeah. Wow. Not for long. Not for long for you. Yeah. Yeah. When you hit 34, 35, like, oh, it's getting a lot harder to clinch my butt holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hey, not. If, if something slips out, it wasn't I've me. I've been there since I was like 14. It's not my fault. Already. Oh my God. <laughs> been training for that my whole life. Yeah. And, and that fucking bandwagon is just fucking shaking. It's just like oh. making your shit come oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> it shakes it right the it shakes your bowels right up. That's so <laughs> shitty, dude. Dude, it's a great show last, last night in L.A. That was, that was a Wednesday. And... Uh, Great turnout. It was, it was packed. Holy shit. Yeah, that was, that was so sick. Man, it was a good show. It was fucking badass. And um, I saw you guys for the first time. It was literally like, I think shows were just coming back. Uh, early 2022, you guys were uh, with Cannibal. Yes. Yeah. Opening, correct? Yes. yes. Opening. Yep. And uh, like, damn, these, these guys are sick. So we're talking 2022, uh, 20, so in just two years, you guys are now headlining the tour. And to see you play with Cannibal, and then in a sh- such a short amount of time, like, oh wow, they're headlining. There's a lot of fucking people here, and you have a light show, and then, and you have like the like like the sound. Oh, like the, when you guys go on, it's a it, it's a different. Oh, like the fucking last band's playing right now. Yeah. It's, it's really fucking cool to see that happen. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for coming, dude. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. It's, it's yeah. definitely an honor, man. LA, LA is always a banger. LA is always a banger. Yeah, that was, like, every, yeah. yeah. That's my first time playing that venue. It was really cool. Yeah. Region's badass. Yeah, I really yeah, like that, that place. Cool. I love hanging around you guys, though, because usually that venue is so fucking crowded with people as far as, like, uh, trying to hang out, like, uh, in, in the back. So mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just people, Most. like, this. So uh, us being, uh, have like an intimate conversation is pretty cool. It's yeah. rare. Yeah, definitely. It's fucking badass. I love it. Yeah, uh, you guys formed in 2013. Yes. Yeah, Correct? that's like, uh, <laughs> it's all like very rough because uh, me and Ben, you know, or Ben and I, sorry, discussed the concept back in 2012 when we met. But as far as like 2013 is we finally got together and recorded our demo together. Yeah. So we kind of, and I think we had picked the name. He had thought of the name um, then. So it's kind of like when everything started coming together a little bit. So Ben came to me, hey, I really, I love Halo. And <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is the band name. So <laughs> I did love Halo at the time. Not, not as much as people would probably imagine. But okay. I... Uh, he read the books. On a story, <laughs> I was uh, just stoned hanging out in my living room late at night listening to the demos yeah, and playing video games. And uh, some of the orchestral parts in it kind of gave me like that driving the warthog through the Halo vibe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, this isn't like a serious thing. I could probably like just whip out five songs about this stuff like willy-nilly. So we did it and people liked it. And, you know, other Halo players were connecting with us. So we kind of did like two albums about it. And, uh, you know... It just was its own thing. I'm glad people were even able to enjoy it. Yeah, it's cool because it fits like the style of the music as well. It's cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a whole theme to tie that together. Yeah. Well, you guys did a great job. Thank you. It's sick. So you guys, uh, for your first record, like you, you re-recorded songs off the EP, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. And that was eventually your first record. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I, I'm really curious about some. So. So that that came out in 2017. The first record yes. was uh, beginning of 16. Yeah, 16. Okay, awesome. Oh yeah, you're right. And whose whose idea was it to not play show off it or tour off it? I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he he's always wanted to, and mm -hmm. for a long time I didn't want to at all because I was already you know playing in different bands already um and i felt like i couldn't handle playing more and like getting a whole band to put together this complex music live because at the you know when you're a younger musician getting people at a high skill level and keeping them committed and interested is hard dude um so one of many reasons other just learning all those songs is a pain because they're so dense especially the first album so I was a little reluctant, but um, yeah, over over time, he convinced me that people would like to see this live. So it was all it's all Ben's idea to play live. Yeah, yeah, great. Took some took some hammering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hammered, and, and you're like, I don't want to teach people these fucking songs. Yes, but then <laughs> then I got good at guitar pro and. <laughs> can oh. like tap out a song in like two hours with all the parts. I'm like, all right, this wow. isn't that bad. What, one song, two hours, or the whole, the whole, the whole shit? Uh, what, just one song. So each one song, song two hours. Yeah. Out of hell, that's pretty quick. Though. Yeah, learning copy paste is like sick. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guitar Pro, I never really understood it. It's just, know. you know, tabbing out stuff in a, in a way, and you can play it back and slow it down and stuff, and it's a very good resource for learning songs. Wow. Well, it's, in a, in a weird way, like, it definitely helped your your band, because maybe, I don't know if you guys did it on purpose, but they kind of starved, like, the people that might might have wanted to see it. So, like, you know, you didn't, oh, it doesn't, you know, 16. We have a record out, but we're not even going to play, like, yep. a show. Yep. <laughs> that is so rare. You know who else did that? Was, uh, that was a story that Glenn told me from uh, Deicide, where they put out the first record, they didn't, they didn't really play any shows. Oh, okay. And it was like, damn, it's so opposite of what, like, you're kind of trained to do, you know? So, so the fact that you guys did it your own way, and it didn't, like, rush out there for no, like, apparent reason, it's pretty rare. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. It definitely worked out for the best, I would say. And then you you put out your second record, and then now, okay, now it's time. Let's fucking play a show at the Webster. Yes. Right? Yeah. Cool. Who, whose idea was it to play the, to play the Webster? Um, your idea, right? I, I guess it was my idea, but also, like, my friend Justin Leach books at the Webster, and he, he knew he was pushing as well. Like, I want the first show, and Whoa. he's been a great friend for a long time. So I'm like, yeah, like, it makes sense. This is, like, our home venue. Yeah. So let's make it special. Yeah, because you guys are from Connecticut. Yes. Or, where where were you born, Chris? <laughs> where? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that far back, but... For 14 years, like in my childhood, I lived in Berlin, Connecticut. So I assume I was born at some hospital close to there. That's where I live right now. I run yeah. yeah, and he... Very crazy. And his girlfriend has a place there like yeah. my childhood it's so random he's from texas yeah. like yeah okay like such a funny coincidence that he know. now lives where i grew up for 14 years yeah because yeah, you were born in texas right okay no right. just me yeah, yeah okay I, 29 years born and raised and then i just moved up to connecticut like almost a year ago that's a crazy move huh it was terrifying i, le I legit thought i was gonna live in texas my whole life i really did Wow. But this was just like, too, these dudes are too cool. They're like, I've never had a brother. These dudes are like legit, like my brothers. They've had my back. They took me in. I was like, yo, I need to change. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, let me take this leap of faith. And then through that, I actually, ended up, I just met, I just moved up there to, to be with the band. And I was like mm -hmm. single. And then I ended up meeting my girlfriend through like moving up there. It just, it was like meant to be, dude. It's been almost a year. It's like amazing, amazing change of pace from Texas. It's fucking it's so sick. And he lives in New York now. I was living, like, he was sweet enough to, like, the only reason I was able to move there is because he let me, him and his fiance were kind enough to let me move in with them. Like, it was so sick. And then they helped me get on my feet, and then I was able to move out. And oh, so dude, now sick. we only live, like, an hour from each other. And then he lives in New York, and we're only, like, an hour and a half from him. And then he also yep. lives in New York, and it's, uh, like, two hours. Okay. So really not bad at all like anytime we want to write or practice or whatever it's really not yeah who's uh nothing. who's like uh there's usually like when when you're spread out like either hour or two like who's like who's like like the central base yeah I've, <laughs> I've got like the studio where the albums are recorded and like a little room for our gear and practice so mm -hmm. kind of ends up being here it's sick yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, uh you guys are self-produced self-recorded that's so insane. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, also, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Also, uh, me. This is a terrible job. Me as a host. Uh, so this is the earliest podcast we we we've ever done. This California eight a.m. Uh, you guys were up until four. Hell yeah. right. So I, well, me and him were. <laughs> hell right, brother. Yeah. Ripping and dipping. Yeah. And, you, <laughs> like, it was like because you guys got a uh, jet over to San Diego today. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I, I really fucking appreciate you guys all being up so early, and like just you know making time. We appreciate you. Yeah, of course. We appreciate yeah. you know, you, know, you yeah. reaching out to us. Yeah, it's sick. It's funny when you reach out to people, you kind of, without, you know, learning, the, it wasn't, wasn't my plan to like, learn this stuff, but you kind of understand um, band members or a band as a whole's hustle by how they re reply to you. Yeah. And Chris, you were quick. You know, here, uh, we, we spoke via IG DMs, then went straight to text, and it was no time wasted. Yeah. And you really... Uh, and you really made the time work, and I really appreciate that. And uh, you'll be surprised how many bands just won't make the time work. And to me, it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, like you get to play music, dude. Like, it's time to fucking grind. Like, any yeah. opportunity you you could you have to uh, to put your band out there or music, like, you really gotta fucking do it. And you you guys would be surprised how many bands don't. Oh, I've met a lot of people. I know. I know how it is. Yeah. But yeah. I try to get, you know, obviously everyone is here, everyone's up, everyone's on board, so it's a, it's a team effort that we're all here. Um, totally. But yeah, I definitely try to push everyone to, like, maximize, carpe diem, you know, like, while, while uh, you spend the day doing nothing, other people are out there getting further. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly, so it's like you want this as like a career you should maximize the time you know you have to um and i'll speak into a friend of 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 you guys what's his name sam um i know many sims. yeah we know a couple sims no My, i mean no he he was at the show last night and we and we were talking for a while oh the oh, driver our driver well yeah was it our driver he had long hair glasses did he know uh mexican kid okay oh, no um oh sammy morales Oh, oh yeah, Sammy. Sammy, I was Sammy. right. Boom. Yeah. Eight AM brains working. Fuck Hell off. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're like. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an old friend. He he toured with uh, Rings what of Saturn and Traders, and uh, I think he played in Dealey Plaza too. If you oh, know cool. that band. But yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. He was he was asking me, uh, real quick. He was like, you know, should I move to California? What you know? What what's your take on that? I was like. And it made me think for like a second, I'm like, huh. And then I had two opinions came to, to my brain. And one was, don't move out here, just move out here. Like you're, for like pleasure, it's just for, to move to California, just to be in California is pretty useless unless you have the money just to pretty much drop and pretty, I mean, throw away essentially. Right. If you have the money to do that, <clears throat> sure. If you don't, do not move to California. It's really fucking useless. However, if you're, going to move to California and are going to utilize while you're, what you're paying for, you're paying to like utilize California. Oh shit, a lot of people still live in LA. A lot of fucking people, whether it's artists, uh, bands, producers, uh, lawyers, labels, if you're going to live out here or whatever your, your, your chosen field is, I mean, uh, it, could, it could be anything, then sure, like, like move out here, but you're going to move out here and not utilize it. Like, don't, don't move here. Yeah, and then I, I kind of base that out of uh, for for what what we do, you know, 
why are you gonna play Southern California and then just sit in the fucking where we at like the van or whatever? Like, if you're gonna play California, play California, and then if you could do something else to push the band forward, you gotta do it. That that's why we're here, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and you guys really, you'll be surprised how many bands don't fucking do that. And you, you guys did. You guys did no fucking excuses. The, the bass player is here for fucking yeah. crying oh, out yeah, loud, dude. Sure. He works hard. Thirty. Holy shit! So I mean, I, you know, right right out of the gates, I really appreciate you guys' focus and love and, and work ethic. Really, Thank really you. cool. And, and it's rare. It is. Well, I'm mean, like you said, man. Like Carpe Diem, dude. It's like you're not prom. Like I, I like live my life by that. Like constantly. Like you're not. I don't know you're really what that not, means. Um, it's a basically a, another way to say that you're not promised tomorrow. You know what I mean? You're like not. in no. And there's plenty of things that could happen in life to remind you of that, losing friends too young, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely ingrained in me. And I, it's like, I, I, whether like we know it or not, I like to think that we we live by that. You know what I mean? Just because this shit is so fast. Like we talked about last night, like mm-hmm. this life is like crazy. And we don't, sometimes we don't think about it until we've been doing it for half our lives. And then we just like, holy shit, like this is nuts. Yeah. So... It's, I think it's important for us to, like, cherish a moment and, like, you know, when something like this comes up, like you said, it would just be, I just think it would be irresponsible to sleep and be like, oh, yeah, it was cool to offer that, but no way. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? No way. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, and Bryce, <laughs> like, you've been, you've been eating shit for a long time, huh? Yeah. Like, what, what, like, what were you doing prior to, to this band? Uh, right directly before this, I was doing Abigail Williams for like two years um the the way i got into that is me and ken were in the faceless together mm-hmm. with uh justin from zenith passage and we had all quit that together because um, it just it wasn't working out and mm-hmm. ken was like well damn i'm gonna restart abigail do you want to play drums and i was like fuck yeah i need a job and like before that before faceless i was a straight up local drummer i started touring when i was 16 because of craigslist that's insane like i literally my parents i was like yo i, I knew when i was 15 i found youtube i found mike port like we're big dream theater fans that's something we connect on oh that makes a lot of sense now oh yeah i found mike portnoy i saw i didn't i know this sounds silly but before i was 15 i didn't know that you got paid to do this Le- legit and so That's when i was cool. 15 I, I saw this like cribs episode thing of mike portnoy <laughs> and and they pull up to his mansion in fucking in like long island and he opens the door i'll never forget this and he he welcomes him into his house and he goes welcome to the house that drums built and i was like yo <laughs> i was like what <laughs> and i started researching and i looked and i was like all he does is play in this fucking band and he has this house i was like you can play drums and get paid to play drums and I know that sounds ridiculous, but Dude. that was it. From that moment, I was like, I'm fucking doing this. I asked my parents. I was like, would you let me tour? I was raised very Christian. They're like, only way is if it's a Christian band. I said, fuck, <laughs> I said, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I went on Craigslist. I, I fucking typed in Christian touring band. Auditioned for the first one. Got in when I was 16, just during summers. Did that for two years. Joined another Christian band through that, through that. You know what I mean? And just grinded, making zero dollars. Like I told you, sleeping on the fucking concrete outside yeah. of Walmart's because there was no room in the van. And did that, like, literally until I was 25, until the Faceless thing came about. I was, like, I was in this band Seeker before that helped me get there. There's a lot of bands that, like, you know, helped me get here. Mm-hmm. But it's just so crazy that all that happened. Like I told you, I just 
did it because I loved it. I didn't know there was money in this. Yeah. Or that this could be a job, you know. And then I get the message from them. I was already a huge fan. And then I didn't even he he was like, I know you could maybe do this because you played the faceless, but the faceless is not 300 BPM. So he was like, I don't know if you could do it, but he was like, we'd love for you to try. <coughs> and I didn't think I could do it. I had never played that fast. I literally ripped a bong, ripped two bang energy drinks, and was like, oh, fuck it. And hit, <laughs> literally, this is what happened. Hit record, sent him the video, and he was like, oh, it's pretty nice. Tighten it up a little bit, but it's Man. pretty nice. I redid it, sent it in. Like, waited for, like, a month. I was like, oh, man, no way I'm getting this. It, it should have been. You know how we are. We're always, yeah. like, perfectionist. Oh, yeah, it was, no, it was perfect. And they were like, you got it. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Did two tours with them. Had a blast. Offered me the job. It's like it's literally like a dream come true, dude. It's, like, legit, like, a fairy tale ass shit to me. Like, I couldn't be more grateful for for all this stuff. Like, I, I you know what I mean? Like, to even have a bandwagon and to, to, to be able to to not have to drive after, like, to be able to sleep. All, everything about this is, like, incredible. To go from a Walmart cement floor to a bandwagon is pretty fucking crazy, huh? Yeah, bro. Dude, I sold, like, not to talk too much, but I, I literally sold my my entire room when I was 16 to get my drum set to be able to go on tour. I sold my bed, my dresser, my Xbox, my TV. I sold every single thing I had in my room to raise enough money to get my drum set, and then I slept on the floor for seven years. Dude, what drum set did you <clears throat> fucking buy? I bought a fucking Truth custom kit when everyone played Truth, like back in the day when oh, yeah, August yeah. Burns Red, Devil yeah. Wars Prada, Under Oath, everyone played True. Truth. True, and, true. I, and so it, it was like $5,000, the kit was. But I, I legit, like I say, I fucking sold everything that I could to get that drum set, and then I got that drum set, and I slept wherever I had to or wherever I could, people's couches, people's floors, whatever I had to do. So I could tour just because I loved it. I just wanted to do it just because I had this dream. And then, like, legit never would have thought that this would happen, dude. Like, no way. Did, did you uh, – who sent uh, Bryce a message? Chris. Chris? Mm-hmm. How did you find Bryce? So, <clears throat> honestly, like, I don't remember how we first became acquainted online, but I definitely, like, noticed the day the Faceless announced that he was playing with them. And I had him on Facebook. I was like, this guy's playing for the Faceless. Now, really, I got to, you know, pay attention to this guy's, like, I, it was unexpected. And then, like, started following what he was doing. I was like... And then, you know, we came into a situation where our other drummer was getting opportunity like some really sick opportunities we all wanted him knew he'd regret if he wasn't doing so like all right well we need someone to fill those shoes so i like went through my entire facebook instagram looked through youtube and just kept coming back to him i'm like he checks the boxes i just need to see it for real because we we have some stuff that's just Crazy. Un- unfairly robotic. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need a robot. So, can you be a robot? Can you can you uh, destroy half your body and replace it with cyborg parts? And he was like, "Yeah, no problem." That's your sick plan, huh? Yep. It was. <laughs> That's what's so crazy is it worked. Like I, I, I'm just so grateful for them for so many reasons. But I, I would have never even tried to do that. 
had he oh, not I had yeah, never yeah. played like legit like the fastest song I'd ever played was 250 260 with Faceless and it was the same thing I had never even been able to play 230 or 240 but then the Faceless offered me a tryout and I was like I'd be a fucking I was a straight up no one knew who I was I was a local ass drummer and I was like if I do this people would know who I was but I can't do it yet but I was like I have to try same shit ripped a bong <clears throat> drink two bangs and just fucking <laughs> and just hit record and you just do it because you fucking have to because like I'm I know I'm hungrier I know I'm gonna be up against dudes but at the end of the day I know I'm gonna be hungrier and more obsessed than they are they they might be better than me but I'm I, if if I work harder I'll get it and like that's always been my mindset and that was the same thing like I couldn't play that fast but I was like if I don't try I'll never know and like I can't my biggest fear in life is like regret is like dying and thinking oh what if I would have tried out for this band and if I wouldn't have done it my life would be completely different so I went for it and somehow now I can play 300 BPM it makes no sense it's absolute bullshit (laughs) that music is even 300 (coughs) BPM is like insane but I do it because I have to and it's like so sick I never would have known if he wasn't like yeah, if, if you can do this, then you can rip these sick tours. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking ripped this yeah, sick tour. Yeah. All right, yeah. Despised Icon 4. All right. Yeah. Like, it's, that's, to me, that's like the coolest way. Like, fucking yeah. throw yourself. Like, same thing with this tour. Like, I've been having super, I think I mentioned to you, I've been having, like, really bad, like, nerve issues with, like, my back and my legs. And I've always just done singles. And this is, like, our most important tour. And I was like, all right, well, I can either, like, teach myself doubles for this tour to to guarantee that we sound the way that we're supposed to, or I could be lazy and just hope that this magically fixes itself. And we, and I'm like, no. Like, this is like our most important tour. Whatever I have to do to make sure that we sound good, like, I have to do it. And so, like, last minute I learned, I, like, learned doubles just to, like, save my beans. And it's been, it's been sick, dude. Just because you have to. Because, like, these kids paid money to come see us, and, like, uh, I have... It it means a lot to me. I've been told on this tour a couple times by some people. They're like, "There's some some hype around you guys." I wasn't sure what to expect, but you held up to it. That's all I all I want to fucking hear. <coughs> the last thing I want to hear is that yeah, I heard you guys and you guys like didn't deliver. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm not. We're not gonna hear that. No way. You know. Yeah, it's like your, like all all of your hunger and obsession as a band is it's. During those moments, it it shine it's subconsciously shines through. Yeah, you know, all, all like your deep love all, for well over a decade just kind of shines through without 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 you knowing. Yeah. How long? Did, just like real real quick. How long did did you have going from two fifty two sixty BPM to three hundred and to learn that and then send it off for a, a tryout? What? How 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 long was that? Oh, I did it in two days. Two days. I I. Yeah, I just attempted the song for two days and then sent in a video. And then he was like, clean it up. And then I think I did like two or three more days of practice and then sent the other video. I think I sent two videos before most people sent their first one. I I think I sent my revised video before most people sent their first one. But I think, like, I know I'm like, if I show him that I am serious about this, even Mm -hmm. if someone's better than me, maybe I'll get it. That's insane. And it fucking worked. And I can't, I literally can't believe it. But like, I can't, I can't believe it for th- that's either. Thing, <laughs> that's like, pretty, that's I'm like real big into manifestation and shit. Like, what same. you think is what you attract. And if you fucking want something and you fucking want it bad enough, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? I love that. 
Yeah, dude, it's very true. Like you, you and Ernie are very similar. Like we had like a quick tryout for for drummers, and like mm-hmm. you know, like you get you you hit up multi, you hit up different styles. Oh yeah, and it's like like okay, this person will be I guess viewed te- technically better. That person probably technically better, but this person just decided to show up and be obsessed and start fucking learning. Exactly. These guys. I think some guy didn't even send a fucking trial video. He was probably just practicing so much and probably got psyched out, didn't even fucking try. And some other guy took like over a week to send like like a video. And that turns off your your subconscious. Like, well, it's like you, you get an offer to try out for a band and you didn't in a weird way you didn't even take it. Right. When this person just fucking stepped in. You yeah. I mean that's exactly what like you did. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're like like in a in a weird way like you kind of proved like your confidence to like do it which is all, all we want like someone someone that fucking cares right and they'll and you will learn right you know and Ernie's a fucking great dude dude like you you yeah, see it's just nice. yeah. it's so cool how you see I feel like you see this happen a lot like mm-hmm. like a lot of the really cool success stories like in the music industry it's like mm-hmm. a drum t- like like um like the drummer of this super famous band like it was the drum tech. Or something that yep. like just was so obsessed, he fucking practiced his ass off behind the scenes to make sure that 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 when it was time to shine, mm-hmm. him against other drummers, he just fucking you know shit like that is yeah, like inspiring totally. to where it's like okay, and then ironically, Ernie actually helped one of my fucking dreams come true, like because he you know he played for Whitechapel for what, two fucking years, mm-hmm. I want to say, yeah, he, I filled in for Whitechapel for like one fest and actually ended up. A couple, a couple of shows on our last tour did double duty because he was doing y'all stuff and they had hit him up to do some stuff and he was like, oh, I'm busy, but this Bryce dude could probably do it. And like, Whoa. and so I got to live another dream just because homie's fucking looking out for his boys. You know what I mean? Shit's fucking cool, man. This is like, the metal community is like the sickest shit in the world. It's, it's definitely becoming a lot more... Uh People were helping each other out a lot more than they did back, yes. you know, back in the day. Like, you know, 10 years ago was like, it was very like, cutthroat, very <laughs> cutthroat, scarcity, fucking, uh, we got to play over this band. It's just like this fucking, so it's, it's really cool to see how that happen. You know, yeah. it's, it's different. And hopefully that keeps happening because, you know, because we, we can't do it alone. We all need to help each other, you know. Yeah. It's no, I don't think there's no one band that's going to do anything in one, you know, we've got to fucking help, help each other. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. I want everyone to eat, bro. That would be fucking sick. Like, and there's plenty of food to go around. It's people yes. don't fucking. If, oh my, I'm trying not to go on a rant, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shut up. But I'm just trying. <laughs> I mean, there's just plenty of room to eat for everybody. Yeah. And there's some. Just bands. don't be a dickhead. It's super easy. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Stop. Stop, stop being a dick, dude. God. <laughs> I met him last time. Like, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Who was this idiot? Andrew, how did you get into into the band? Wow. Um. It's a crazy story. <laughs> You know it's uh, gonna be good. I, uh, me and this guy, me and Chris, <laughs> man, uh, I just happened to play a local show underneath his other band, Currents. Mm-hmm. It was like this show at this fucking clapped out ass venue in Long Island called <laughs> fucking clapped uh, Holy vibe, shit. vibe Lounge in Long Island. It was it was it was so shot. The promoter like didn't even show up. No one got paid. And uh, but the show still played, and it was like Awaken Providence, Varials, Currents, and then a bunch of locals. And then I see this dude with like a Testament shirt, just like sweet picking like a fucking janitor, and I'm just like, yo, gotta be friends with this dude. <laughs> so shit, we just like started talking on Facebook, and um, 
Um, I think I, I played for Currents once upon a time on bass, filling filling in, and then um, the first. It's actually kind of funny. The first time Shadow was building a live lineup, and they needed you know bassist, guitarist. Um, I was talking to him about it, and he like. I like listened to the songs and I was like, I can't play this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, hard shit, dude. Dude, it's yeah. fucking you guys, but you guys do it really hard. It's fucking the songs are fucking rippers. So I was like, shit. Definitely. I was I didn't have the confidence at that point, you know. And then maybe like a year, maybe like a year and a half later, um, he asked me again, and I was like, I was literally uh, I was working at Best Buy stocking microwaves and i got a message from him and he was like yo if you can learn these songs you can come on this tour literally <laughs> drop the microwave in its place and just walk out the fucking door <laughs> not, not, at all. <laughs> Damn. not actually not actually that's, that's not actually story. what happened that's, but, actually, uh, that's literally the story of how i moved to connecticut <laughs> <laughs> i literally dropped what i was holding in walmart and walked out on the spot and yep, connecticut. big fan <laughs> dude. <Yeah. laughs> just, dude just took me under his wing that's it you know that's Go sick home. yeah and you've been in a band since 2018, huh? 2018, yeah, that's right. And then uh, well, the first tour I did was actually the first tour Bryce did as well. So, yeah. and that was a great tour. That was the Despised.com tour, the first one. Great. It was Despised.com, Kublai Khan, Ingested. Oh, wow. Um, and Suffocation, was, Suffocation on was on a few dates. Jesus. Like, yeah, that was, and that was my first tour I ever did, you know. That was your first tour? That was my first tour I ever did, Whoa. yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> and, and here we are. So, yeah, just... Just homies, man. Everybody, like we said, everybody just looking, like he was talking about, just like everyone looking out for each other, you know, putting other dudes on, like, just like, you know, you know, you know, you got a homie that's like really talented and it's just like sitting out of fucking like nine to five or some shit. And, you know, if you could help him out, give him a fucking spot in your band, that's real sick. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, or a friend, <laughs> you know, or a friend's band or whatever. You, you yeah. hear about a band like that's touring and you know a, a guy that like is hungry to tour and like think they can do it and you know they're more than capable. Try to get him that tryout. You have nothing. What What do you have to lose to just? Yeah. You got nothing to lose, dude. And you might. You, it's like such little effort on your end. And if they kill it and it changes their life, that's the sickest thing ever. Don't be like a bitch about it. Don't be like, oh god, you that job. That's fucking whack. But yeah, you know, of like be, just be stoked for him. It's like the coolest shit ever, dude. It is, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when you see someone get a cool gig or a band get a certain tour, you're like, damn, that's fucking what a trip, man. Yeah, dude. That's it's the coolest shit ever. It is man, for real. It's it's crazy also how your life can change completely just from a a message or a text. Yeah, you could just boom. The internet, life, dude. Life I, is, I don't. I have no. It's like my entire career and anything I know came from the internet, literally, like directly. <laughs> Damn. So it's like it, it literally all started with that Craigslist. Like that one band introduced me eventually. Every everyone I know is traced back to that first band that I joined from Craigslist. Literally, it's, it's like it's like a web. Yeah, it's like it's insane. And I think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh, how did I get here? Oh yeah, duh. But all spider web, it's nuts. It's like fucking sick, dude. Life's like a big spider web. Yeah. Holy shit. shit, I'm fucking high. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh spiders are scary. Yeah, really <laughs> hey Ben, where where did you live? before Connecticut you like you you just said you were you were working at Walmart and then you just fucking left yeah <clears throat> I actually uh, was born and raised in Westerly Rhode Island this little town on the coast of Rhode Island right on the Connecticut border and I lived there for 20 years and uh, hmm. moved to Connecticut uh, to Milford Connecticut with my now fiance uh, Brittany um and, uh, yeah, I worked at Walmart. I worked at McDonald's and Walmart before Oh, this. my goodness. <laughs> the two 
Yeah, yeah, right. What a college. Yeah, he's I had done uh, it all. no it skills, all. no college. Wow. I uh, <laughs> was, uh, you know, debating military and whatnot, just uh, where to go in life. And uh, whoa, yeah, Shadow became a thing kind of right around that same time. And um, you know, we released Primordial right after I moved to Connecticut, and everything for this band just kind of took place after I lived there. Damn. So he's. You just fucking moved. Boom. Yep. No no there's, thought. There's nothing in Rhode Island, like, metal scene, like, wise, really, especially where I was from. Like, it was an hour to Providence. It was an hour to Hartford. So there's no one who's playing music where I lived. So to do anything, I had to get out of there, basically. Damn. A lot of, uh, what do you think about this? Like, it's a lot, a lot of luck there, it sounds like. Like, shit. Yeah, for sure. Like, most of it is dumb luck, and uh, I mean, I met him also like how these guys met each other, just like at a local show in you know two different local bands that we were in at the time, and uh, we admired each other's skills and became friends and whatnot. And That's you know, cool. we made a band <laughs> and met these guys, and met these psychos, and yeah, straight up, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a there. There is a magic to like, just no matter how shitty your band is, just this fucking play with lo 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 local shows and then you might just meet people. Yeah, from you know? yeah. Yeah, but never forget, like, first time seeing him do vocals, you know, he was only 17 or 18. I'm like, this guy is as good or better than any extreme vocalist I've ever seen. And he's he only gotten better, you know? Yeah. So just kind of like, got to capture him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Take, take him like yeah. everyone needs yeah. to hear this you know it's crazy we have a very similar thought process like you see like oh that singer I want I want to be in a band yeah. <laughs> let's just, <laughs> let's just yeah. somehow rip him away from his yeah their, well luckily luckily <laughs> he, he they ripped each other away from each other so. perfect yeah that that's all it's also he was ripe he was very ripe <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I saw it. when I first saw you play with Indeps uh, I walk into the venue and this dude's on stage and I'm just like so this is the bender I've been hearing about <laughs> oh, that's a good one <laughs> and he gets off stage He's. I was like dude what the fuck that was mental and he's like yeah man that was like alright I, I didn't do too good and I was like what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> that's what, he, just, that's what he said to me too <laughs> what do you yeah. mean yeah, so yeah it sounds like something I would say <laughs> yeah if what I mean, I'm not trying to generalize, but it seems like vocalists, singers are like kind of like self-deprecating constantly. Is that is that like a thing with the with the singers? It's kind of just like uh, it's hard to explain because I mean, when you're doing it, like you're not really paying attention to like how it sounds. You know what I mean? It's more mm -hmm. like I'm paying attention to like the technical aspect of it, and if I feel or hear like any little slight hiccup or something that's not supposed to be in there then I'll get irritated with myself about it because yeah. I used to be like drill sergeant with this kind of stuff when I was a teenager like I would practice like three four hours a day because I wanted to be like the perfect vocalist vocals and, uh, yeah whoa yeah and I, I would rip whole suicide silence albums whole white chapel albums back to back cannibal corpse whoa. when I come home from school and uh just try to do all of the different things you know and uh so now that we're here and, you know, we have all the pressure and everyone's coming to see the Shadow of Intent show, you know, I want to deliver exactly that. So, yeah, I do get pretty critical with myself, I guess. 
Damn, that, that really explains watching guys, like, the years you put and hours you put in, into practicing, really, it's really showing now. It's cool, man. Congrats. It's badass. Thanks, dude. You're like, oh, yeah, why? You know, because your, your style of, um, obviously, we're, I mean, we're both in, like, the, I guess you could say, like, the deathcore umbrella. As, mm-hmm. and, um, but you, you guys have your own sound, and it's really, I was, was watching you guys, I'm like, this is very, like, happening in real time widely watching it ha- seeing like the umbrella just widen kind of like what happened to like metalcore mm-hmm. like i mean you listen to that band they're way different than that band like the umbrella is just like it's like damn it's so fucking cool you guys have your own thing going on it's mm-hmm. dope yeah the park <laughs> the fact you can say like uh parkway and knock loose and memphis mayfire <laughs> kill switch it's like oh this is all metalcore it's like they don't really sound like they should be the same thing, but yeah, I guess I guess they are. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys have your own your own thing going on. It's fucking badass to like see it, see it, hear it. You know, tra- I've actually saw Travis Ryan saying something exactly like that about death metal one time, yeah. talking about cattle decapitation. Mm-hmm. I think he was like talking about how people refer to them as death metal. He's like, I don't think we're death metal or something like that because Whoa. he was comparing it to, like, deicide and morbid angel right. and suffocation. Interesting. Like, that is death metal, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. damn, brother. It, it, it is. Right. But and cattle definitely and also just like sounds a lot different than they did 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, for like sure. Like a new band. I'm gonna see him today. Today, Travis Ryan Day? Today's Travis Ryan Very nice. Oh, wow. He's coming is, to... Damn. San Diego. Can you guys do me a favor? Anything. A, a public favor? favor? Can Anything. You, favor. I don't know if you guys ask him or tell him. Uh, Garza says what's up, and he wants you to be on the pod. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. I'm going to grab vegan burritos with him. Oh, dude. Probably we're, we're, him we're, and Kendrick, so. Damn. You, have to, you can't miss that. Dude. Slide it over. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> <laughs> At least it's empty. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I remember... Uh, I saw cattle with uh, around here with uh, fucking skinless and impaled. It was so mm. sick. Yeah, Travis is a serious innovator in like death metal and vocals that yeah, you still like look back and like, oh, you're you're a fucking OG and yeah. a, a leader, you know? Yeah, especially nowadays with uh, all of like it's like his uh, vocal influence is very apparent in modern deathcore. I feel like with yeah, a lot of the newer vocalists. You, uh, you, you be I mean, one. Yeah. I, yeah, my, me, myself, am too. Uh, and I can think of, you know, like Dickie Allen. I'm sure Will from Lorna Shore. Uh, there's a lot of us, you know, that all used to rip cattle decap and you know all yeah. the same different other bands that we probably learned yeah. from the same era. It's true because uh, Travis has, I think, the most, the widest range and styles, and it's one fucking person. You know, yeah, he, he, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, he was doing that before anybody. Yeah, you know? it doesn't make sense. It, does, it doesn't. I, I get, he still has like I get, the craziest like, highs I think I've ever heard about. Yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah, they're like, fucking there's, down. A, there's a ton of shit I can do. I can't fucking figure those out. I don't know how he does that shit. And uh, I, I get his like mindset though with the vocals. Like, there's a lot of vocalists that will just try to do you know vocals over the song, but I get the mindset of like trying to embody and complement the music with your vocals and uh yeah. like hearing him talk about that when i was younger uh kind of directs how i write music today too like i try to keep that in mind you yeah. know this isn't the vocal showcase this is the band 
and uh, yeah, just the whole sound together is yes. what is important. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a band, and like you're you're uh, you're supporting each other. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. like uh, most people would consider the vocals. Uh, like listeners, I guess, would say that that's like the focal point of the band. But to me, like he's the focal point of the band. Mm-hmm. I follow him. So that's true. It's a big team effort. Yeah, singers tend to follow the uh, drummer a lot. I yeah. love it. I you love know. it. It's so fun. If I can't hear anything, I just... He goes by cymbals. Yep, too. I just listen to the hi-hat and the ride and just follow along. Wow. And I'm like hella ADHD. Like I, Another reason why I appreciate this band so much and like Chris is because like... It, I, I, it's like hard. I mean, it makes sense. Like when I'm playing, if, if like it's like faceless and Abigail stuff. Like, yeah, I need to be playing it like to the album because like people know, you know, people know those songs and they know those drum parts. Like, I need to keep it like that. Mm-hmm. But if it's like something else or like, I've just, I feel like I, I haven't had a, a super ton of freedom. Sometimes like there's been a couple bands that give me plenty of freedom, but he just like lets me be me. Like they just they all like let just let me be myself on stage, mm-hmm. and like I think that adds a lot. Like we are all <clears throat> have our own individual styles, and like this team is so sick because they just blend. Like he has like every, everyone is obviously his vocal style is like very distinct. Like yes. when you hear his vocals, it's like that's Bender. I, I feel the same way about Chris's guitar parts and melodies and leads. Like. When I hear it, I'm like, damn, that's like Chris Wiseman. Like even, like, mm-hmm. like he did like, uh, don't not to, you know, put you on the spot, but <laughs> he did this sick song for that that like ten year old girl, that uh, Harper, did yep. yeah that did the Spirit Box cover that like went oh, viral, yeah. Yeah. and I I didn't he didn't even tell us that he did it, but I listened to it and I was like, yo, this sounds like this sounds like something Chris would do, and then I ro- I scrolled down and he fucking did it. Oh wow! You know? And then he's an incredible guitarist as well like mm-hmm. insane down picker yeah. incredible vocals like very distinct style yeah, and like and i'm just i'm oh yeah he's a, yeah, yeah, like yeah, amazing yeah, <laughs> and and then i'm just like big you know huge portnoy fan so like i love symbol accents i'm just super adhd so i go over the top and there's so much cool stuff happening i love to like match as much as possible it's just so cool that like he, you know we all are allowed to be ourselves and we and it's like we're enjoying ourselves, and when all that comes together, dude, that's why the shows are so fun. And like the people are fucking, you know, the energy's high, and the people are smiling and shit because they can they can see that we're like having fun on stage. But at the same time, like you said, like we're like straight up playing with conviction. Yes. But all I mean, enjoying it. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? And that's it's the coolest shit because you you know you can literally feel it's undeniable that people f- feel that. And like are reciprocating it with their own energy, and it's like it's it. Yeah, it's great. You guys, you know, you know, you can't fake energy, you no. know, or uh, obsession. You guys, you know, it explains a lot. I mean, because sometimes I'll, I'll listen to new band and I kind of try to like, you know, what, like, what it is about them. You start doing some digging. I'm doing digging right now with you guys. You know, it it shows that all of you put yourselves into it, and you allow each each one of you to be you. And it, again, one of, those, one of those common sense things, a lot of bands don't do that, you know, put your personality into the music, that's how you stand out. It's kind of one of those like things, you know, like just do do what you want to do. You need to put, you combine influences and just be be yourself, put put yourself in it, and then all, all of a sudden you have your own sound. Yeah. You know, it's cool. It's fucking crazy, dude. And sometimes, you know, uh, tends to come from our uh, scene where like guitar players might be a little bit too controlling and actually will 
actually hinder the band from expanding really like like becoming like you know because a lot of great guitar players from where i was from like are way better than me but they kind of just didn't know how to let someone else just be them in like a band and that's how the sound gets like fucking over the top you know <laughs> it's cool it's cool that uh did you have that mindset already do you did you do that on purpose or on accident like you know have someone have people in the band and, and just let them be them was that like um i think the mindset was kind of just like we need to like all or at least vast majority think something's great and if mm-hmm. i do something and no one's that stoked on it or he can't write vocals to it i'm like yeah we can't use it because people aren't vibing with it so mm-hmm. yeah the mindset's just definitely like everyone needs to think it's sick or it's probably not that sick um so i've done things that i thought were cool and then you know uh he's like oh i don't really know what i do with this or it's cool but it's not the best then mm-hmm. it really just gets scrapped like because i was just like all right i need to write something better than or something that suits the band better so that that's kind of really where the mindset lies cool so you, you don't you don't have a over attachment to riffs like you're, you're able to like to listen when someone like present hey it's not it's not as sick as i thought maybe and exactly yeah cool. i definitely if something's not happening i'm not gonna force it that's great yeah that, that, that's so insane that you had that natural fucking process because you'll you'll write something and you get over attached to it and then someone else comes in like something cool or basically you like you know it's unspoken when like you know like let's say a band can't put lyrics over it it kind of tells you like well money's not vibing with it and then like the other band members come in like, or no one's like vibing it so it's like well it's not as sick as i thought or this is something about it that just doesn't stick it's because yeah. sometimes it sounds fucking amazing sometimes yeah. it's like, oh this is the fucking best thing i wrote but then like when you start putting energy into it it's like something's not clicking it's like oh, it's yeah. like it's that unexplainable thing Demo-itis, dude. It's when you fucking when you listen to like a demo too many times and you get attached to it and like you're just used to it going into that next riff. Yep. But someone's like, "Yo, can we change that riff?" And you're like, "Fuck, fuck you." I mean, (laughs) I really like that riff, and it's like, "Yo, I mean, that riff is sick. We could definitely use it." But like, Mm -hmm. but it's it's it is so important to be able to do that. You know, very very important. So important. It's yeah. sick. It's I super feel like fun. if if out of everybody, I'm the one who gets attached to parts, then I'm like, no, come on, we can't change it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With yeah. riffs too, definitely. Or or sometimes like they might like switch like an order, yeah. like they'll, they'll they'll change this yeah. part and like switch it. Like exactly. wait, but, but I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah I'm that guy. Literally, <laughs> how, yeah. yeah, that exact thing has happened. It doesn't yeah. help that I'll like send a demo to the band before I even like it and I know I don't like certain parts yeah um, and then they'll, they'll, then they'll hear it and they're like oh that's perfect but I still don't like fully like it yeah. so I definitely that's one thing I m- might have to change about my creative process is sit on it a little longer before I show people because I don't want them to be sold on it when I'm not sold on it yet I'd rather yeah. them hear something that I'm already stoked on but I also like giving updates. I'm like obsessed with giving like little updates, so mm-hmm. I need to find a better middle ground. Probably could be a balanced middle ground. But do do you think it's like it could be? Because uh, I'm I'm only ba- ba- uh, basing this uh, how, how how I work. Sometimes you have like a, this idea that you know, and wait, this needs more work. I'm not happy with it yet. But 
but if you present it to the rest of the band, like they could come up with like a better idea that you could ever fathom. You, you, you ever go go I go through that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it does happen sometimes, but hasn't happened too much. Um, but yeah, that that would be excellent. Yeah, I guess so you just gotta find that middle ground. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's all it is, right? And then we're all, we're all getting older. Remember, like, fucking back in the day, someone says, like, you don't want, like, like a riff or a part, like, fuck, I quit. That's <laughs> <laughs> a shit. God. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I wrote that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah. Is that mine? That's riff? a direct insult to me personally, oh, bro. My God, don't you understand? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I'm getting fucking nightmares right No, here. that's the funny uh, that I've literally seen arguments like that, you know, from bands, and it's just like, damn, damn, you don't get it. Should have been a drummer. You'll never learn. <laughs> <laughs> there's such, there, there, there's such like a blessing and curse of like each like, there's like the singer <laughs> pros and cons, the drummer pros and cons. But bless you, Chris. Thank you. Guitars and bass players. Man, so holy funny. shit. There's like stigmas with everyone. It's like oh yeah, memes for everyone. So funny, especially me. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to yeah. yesterday. I'm like, I think the la- the laziest person in the band is definitely the bass player. It's like so e- it's like the every. I don't know. Did, you, did you like our light show last every night? Beat. Yes, okay. that was my son right it. there. Oh my <laughs> goodness! It's LD slash bass is extraordinary, bro. Damn. Yeah. So so you built that scene. So our our good friend Kevin Zito uh, sends us out with the lights. He programs the whole thing, and it's pre pre programmed to line up with the time code with the MIDI. And I just but yeah, I build the whole thing. I've done lights for I've built our lights for like three tours now, and it's super fucking fun. It's like just like it's like a giant uh, guitar pedal board kind of. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, and this was the big. So what happened was like the. <laughs> <laughs> the last two times I did lights for us, it was like the most simple setup ever, and this one was like full trusses yep, and everything. So, the first uh, the first day in Montreal, I was like <laughs> fighting off panic attacks, setting this shit up. I was like, well, here we go, <laughs> and it fucking ended. It just like Bryce said, just you have to, you just do yeah. it, you know, you just, do just it. fucking do to. it. Yeah, you just gotta rip it, just rip, yeah. just rip. <laughs> how how do you learn something like that? Um, uh, so. Our our good friend Kevin Zito, who's been like um, handling our lights, our lighting situation for years now, he showed me the ropes, and um, it was it was fairly simple the first two times. But like I said, this this tour was like a giant jump with like maybe triple the size of the last two, so that was a little um, daunting, intimidating. But you know, it was. It's it's not that bad once you it's just a bunch of wires and just like anything else you know like bunch of wires bunch of <laughs> <electricity> <laughs> bunch of wires bunch of wires bunch of electricity and just make sure it's in the right order make sure everything's plugged in and cool. it's fucking worth it. you know it's fucking worth it to work on something every day and see the finished product at yeah. the end of the, like it's it feels fucking good to work man like whatever and I tell these guys all the time like I'm always down to like pick up more shit you know and it was just it was just an extra task to learn you know bassists don't do shit anyways and so, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that was it really yeah and you guys are fucking very advanced Advanced, yeah, advanced. Very advanced. A <laughs> bass player that sets up the light rig? Holy shit. I cannot wait to get that kind of shit. Man. Very yeah. Where, that, dude, Where's my fucking light show, dude? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, shit, where do I get one of those? Where do I get one of them LD bassists? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I don't know what to do with those things. Yeah. Wait, where do I plug this in, bro? What is this? 
Well, you do definitely have your own sound. I'm, I'm just curious, like, what are, like, what are some of your main influences? Go around the table. When, when we, yeah, we'll go around the table. <laughs> but it. when we, but when we inputted, like, CD Baby, who like distributes some of our like first albums, um, it like asks you three similar bands, mm-hmm. and I would put a. Uh, Demon Borgir, <coughs> Whitechapel, and the Black Dahlia Murder. Okay. Um, and I feel like at least at the beginning, that's that was kind of the framework for the music. Because um, like this is XL era Whitechapel kind of has like some melodic riffs going on, but with mm-hmm. like dark, eerie stuff going on and vocals in kind of like the same realm of what he's doing. And then Black Dally Murder has like a bunch of riffs and solos going on that kind of inspires. And then Demon Borgir has like the dark orchestra um, and some little other elements that we really enjoy. So I feel like, at least at the beginning, that's like three bands that kind of shaped what's going on. Sick. Yeah. Nice. But you personally, bro, your personal. <laughs> that inspired. Don't be afraid to tell your secrets. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I, mean, one, I know yeah. at least two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, gonna... yeah. We love we love Metallica here. We love uh, you. you. Yeah, sorry. Tell me some secrets, you fuck. Come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> Metallica's a great band. Dream Theater's a great it's band. I love Metallica. It is Dream Theater. Avenged Sevenfold is a great. There you band. go. Cool. Big fan. Yeah. Cool. Big fan. Huge fan, actually. Yeah. <laughs> The Blackening from Machine Head. Great. great, great album, you know. Cool. Ben? Nile? Uh, Nile, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, lots of Cannibal Corpse, Bloodbath, Behemoth. Uh, nice. A lot of old school death metal. Uh, suicide Silence. Actually, I learned how to do high screams to uh, to Suicide Silence in Black Dahlia Murder. Whoa. Uh, so you could include those as well. Uh I guess Whitechapel, Demi Borgir, Abbott. I mean, there's so many cattle decapitation. I have a lot of influences. Yeah. Yeah. I just listened to straight death metal and black metal for hours and hours as a teenager and you know wow. did the vocals. Yeah, it fucked them up so. real good. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real good. I'm still I'm just now coming off of it. <laughs> Holy shit. Just, so, I don't know. Yeah. So, so you're like you're more of like the brutal guy. Yeah, for sure. So that's like straight up, like this is my shit all the time. Yep, it's right either on. either death metal or black metal or. Wow. I respect it. Yeah. No, I respect, I respect, it. I respect <laughs> it so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I respect. I really it. do. Yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. You know what you like, yeah. and I'm doing it. Hey, I'm like pedal down twenty four seven. Yeah, man. It's those yeah. tremolo riffs. I have two of the same. <laughs> I I also dream. Avenged Sevenfold was like my first biggest drum influence. Like huge, the rev like changed my life. Then Dream Theater. Between the Buried and Me, August Burns Red, Suicide Silence, Meshuggah, Whitechapel, all that shit. Except I just, I just like, I don't listen to metal at all, really. Just because we, you know, it's like all we do. So I love that stuff, but all I listen to is like Circus Survive and Ariana Grande and Justin nice. Bieber and shit. Yeah. Pretty dope. That, Hell that, damn. That's a very wide. Change it up, bro. Let me hear the opposite now. Yeah. <laughs> just ripped. <laughs> Let me hear some high singing notes now. Wow. When you're playing screaming electric guitar music every night and loud screamo music, you know, it's 
I don't blame him one bit for you know wanting to throw on some fucking. Of course, I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just Stay true, bro. Yeah, but just like that wasn't <laughs> brutal enough. <No. laughs> what a bunch of posers. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I already know. I already know your. Yeah, tell, we. Well, tell shit. When me and you used to drive the van, we would always rip like. Um, it started off okay. The metal started off with Lincoln Park Meteora. Because nice. I used to always go on MTV.com and just watch. Dude, I was like seven years old with internet access. It was terrible. Whoa. So, yeah. So, I would go on MTV.com. And the two big ones were Sleeping Awake by P.O.D. And then uh, um, uh, um, Faint by Lincoln Park. And then after that, it was just Snowball, like Slipknot, Killswitch, like Avenged Sevenfold, Death Bullet. Tones. Death Tones. Oh, yeah. oh huge Death Tones. <laughs> yeah, boy. I love Death Tones. Um, two and favorites. Then, uh, when I was in like, Uh-oh. when I was, <laughs> when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, the first like metal girl uh, like at my school, yes. I was like talking to her. I was like, "What should I listen to?" She's like, "Search up Unanswered by Suicide Silence." And I was like, "All right." Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like my my still very plastic brain was trying to take it in, and it was yeah. fucking. <laughs> it was so yeah, just all that man. It's great because like we, we we're all we can all jam this shit like I like I fucking love any you know anything from fucking Cannibal Corpse to you know whatever he's listening to as well you know Avenged Sevenfold that was like my first metal concert and just anything anything that rips man I got the down picking <laughs> I got the down picking from fucking uh, like Hetfield and course, uh, okay. and Matt from Bullet those are my those are my inspirations for the down picking because apparently that's the only thing I'm good at is down picking that's not, that's not true at all <laughs> no he's nah. very good at many things you're good at doing like shows too yeah, sick dude right. <laughs> very multi my son is very multi talented how about you though I would I would love to pick yeah. your brain about your your influences and in bands that you like really fucked with growing up like what really started it uh, favorite band's Corn. Yeah, it was Same, back then. Corn, it was my yeah. first favorite band. Yeah, I, so, I, I right. forgot to mention that Corn. I had the fucking Tomb Raider DVD with Angelina Jolie, and oh, the wow. DVD two had the fucking music video for like uh, Did My Time or something. Uh, and yeah. she was in the music video. Yeah, and I was like, again, six years old, just like watching this, like, what the fuck is going on? It's, it's like, sick. it's like, yeah. why, why am I jacking off right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't even know what this yeah. thing does, but I'm here I am. Here I am. Here we are. <laughs> in first grade, Andrew. Wow. No. <laughs> they grow up so fast. Ripping early. God, no. Next then, topic. <laughs> and then, then I grew up. Yeah, corn slip knot. Fucking. I'm I'm a '90s new metal kid. Dude, same. Yeah. Absolutely. Limp Bizkit, yeah. Muddy Bane, Stained. Any grunge? Oh, hell right. Yeah, uh, Nirvana. Any any rhythm based band I love, and then Allison Chains. Uh, Allison yes. Chains. Any like like late '90s. Death Metal too, like early Skinless, uh, Eternal Suffering, Wormed, any band that kind of like was, yeah. Wormed is disgusting. Oh yeah, I, I can't say the fuck. I'm sound like a fucking geek, which I am, but uh, that record, Planisperium. I, get that right. I honestly can't remember. I'm more Dude, that, like that's the record. I always replay uh, the later one. What is it like? Creed Two. I don't even know. How oh yeah, they they went insane. even more insane. Yeah, like, like later on in their in their, in their career. But yeah, any any death metal band that had more that was more into like the groove, like early 2000s, late nineties, than that. So yeah, that and new metal are the main. Hell yeah! It's, yeah there's there's some great death metal bands out there. I mean, if you haven't heard Skinless, like those first two records are fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, tampon lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> Eternal <laughs> suffering. I'm a. There was a. We. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> that's how we laugh that's here. Bryce. We laugh. That's, that's Bryce for you. There's, <laughs> there's only one Bryce Butler. I promise you that. 
<laughs> one, Facebook one in one, dude. You are one in one, dude. How damn, bro. It's, it's fucking sick. That's all I want. You guys, you guys have four four albums out, um, and they're all. It's this is this is fascinating. They're all in, independent. What was like like who like what was like the thought process of that? Okay, like, we're just gonna stay independent. Yeah. Um, so we we've like we were considering it the first two albums we we had like uh one day if we ever sign a label we'll go with this label and then that label eventually sends us an offer a few years later and at that point we're like well everything is getting paid for already we're mm-hmm. already getting the tours we want to be getting yeah we're already seeing growth every year so there was a conversation of like, all right, what are the pros and cons if we did go with the label? And kind of found one of the biggest pros was to say that we were on that label, but the cons, especially like financially, were mm-hmm. immense. So, yes. um, just like, yeah, let's, we've already gone this far. Let's see how far we can just take it, just keep everything going. And we're able to, pay everyone out a little more than we would be able to if we were on a label um and obviously like we said earlier we want this to be a career so it's been like a good way to kind of keep that as an option um instead of you know every every deal is different um but a lot of our friends we see them giving away all their money to the label and mm-hmm. it's uh you know wasn't really for us i think um maybe it will be one day because i think labels are changing and i'm seeing deals that are a lot more competitive these days that um so maybe if if they keep going that way it would be cool but we also see the labels getting a little less important is another perk of labels you get into the brick and mortar stores you get in your cds in best buy and target fye but who ben's good about buying like physicals but like most people aren't um mm-hmm. and so that, again that's another perk is like oh we yeah <laughs> yeah we could get into stores but like if no one's buying the music from the stores they're all getting it online you don't really need a label to be on spotify or where people are listening so yeah um yeah that's kind of what the thought process is and uh so i thought i assume like the first record and the second record and third is like well this, this is working this is exactly stay on, like, uh, why not yeah yeah if like on the first record we had gotten one of the offers we had gotten we probably would have just went with it but because it kind of grew the way it did we just didn't see the need and it's great because you know, I mean, as as you said, like you're getting the tours that you you're getting. It's like you're getting opportunities. Like you had a label, you know. It's like I've seen you. Know, I saw you first again from earlier, like from with Cannibal Corpse, and then I see you two years later. You're headlining your own tour. And what's funny about the Cannibal Corpse tour this February, this past February, was it was called the Metal Blade Records tour. So you would think they'd pick only Metal Blade's records bands. Yeah, but they still grabbed us so that was kind of cool you, you guys earned that spot yeah it's sick 
Do you guys, uh, what about, uh, I'm trying not to get so like business savvy, but uh, are you guys managed? Do you have like a manager or set like? That's the guy yeah, right yeah, there. I, I, you're I looking do. at him. You're looking really? at him. Yeah. There he <laughs> is. Yeah, you're looking yeah, at him. There he is. <laughs> okay, now this kind of this is going to go to my next question. So it's, it's great, great segue. Like uh, Chris, I think like how do you? F- oh shit! How do you manage two bands? Like the, that? Yeah, that, luckily, like, at that time. luckily, uh, you know the other band has a great manager, Scott Lee, mm-hmm. and for the for currents, all I really have to do is write and show up and everything's pretty delegated between the other guys Mm -hmm. um i am involved in the business but um our singer brian does a great job and scott and his uh partner josh who manage currents uh do great job there so that kind of takes care of that and Mm -hmm. as far as managing this band i kind of just got to make sure checking emails each day so we're not missing anything um Big uh, props to our agent, Nick Storch, who helps with, like, the opportunities and the booking and stuff like that. He's been really great to have on board. Um, But, yeah, and also just to quote Andy Marsh from there, I asked him, like, years ago on one of our first shows, it's like, "What, what do you spend, like, the most time doing as a manager? And he's like, thinking of ideas. Hmm. Um... And I think that's really true is the more creative you can be and the more stuff you can do, the, you know, the more you can do with your band, really. Um, and obviously everyone has ideas. Everyone's contributed great ideas over the years. Um, so to just add to the pool and try to execute the ideas everyone has, uh, I think is important. Yeah, uh, executing ideas is surprisingly very difficult. Yes. You know? You know, uh, so you must have, you must be very good at uh, having your priorities and then time management. So it's like a big one, huh? Yeah. Um, in the beginning, there was no priorities or time management other than let's make the record at some point. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, there's a cost to not doing certain tours. There's a cost to not releasing music. The biggest cost is not releasing good music. We try to at least, <laughs> yeah, at least make sure we like this stuff. Um, you can't really predict if everyone's going to like it, but we try to make it so we at least like it. Um, even if it takes a little longer. This last record you know, came out two and a half years after the record before, so the most time we spent on a record. Um, but yeah, time management making sure everything gets done. Um, there have been situations where I'll, even just before this tour, we'll have just come off of a different tour and we'll have two days to practice. So I feel bad. I kind of like rushing everyone a little bit. I'm like, well, I'm home for two days. Let's, mm-hmm. let's practice together. Um, and, but everyone's made it work. And, um, we yeah we make everything work it just is a little tight sometimes but yeah you guys just make it work you yeah. have to you have to yeah you guys you guys are obviously all all friends and whenever it's time to fucking rock and jam you guys seem to all all, all be yeah. there huh and and we're really just good with one band practice before the tour um 
the band practice is really just to make sure all the gear still works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything working? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. cause I send everyone, like, the set file to a click, so he gets to practice vocals to it, he gets to practice drums, he'll practice bass to it, well, and then when we get together, it's doing the exact same thing just together, but... Um, it's it's really the same thing. We just play to the click track, you know. You guys fucking live and breathe music, man. Yeah, it's crazy. The, 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 yeah, we love it. You know, I have I have like a rule. I it's, uh, it's I call it I call it the a three rule. Where like you, I think a person could only do three things at a high level successfully. Okay. My uh my like my bar is like Joe Rogan. Like all right, you're 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 a UFC commentator, you're a comedian, uh, and then you're obviously a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So you you know you got you know shadow. Currents and your manager. I also run a recording studio. Yes, I, 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 I might put oh that. Oh my god! So, but I'm probably not. So I think Bryce like that. I'm one. probably not especially good. <laughs> Bryce like that. One. I'm probably not especially good at any of them, oh, or not as good as I could have been had I only focused on three. Did I not? I I agree with that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, trying. You know. But they. They all work together, though. Yes, you know, exactly. It's, it's well, all, it's, yeah, it's, that's, all, it's all music. And so. that's the thing is, like, they're almost not really different things. They are all pretty hand-in-hand -hand with each other. Yeah. Like, people in the industry I meet, like, sometimes just end up working with the studio or yeah. with the other band. <laughs> There's a lot of bands at this point that <clears throat> Currents and Shadow and Ten have toured both with, and some of them, like Asley Dang, for example, um... The members had found out about Shadow and Ten, like when they knew me from Currents, and then that led oh, us wow. to touring with them. Or uh, Born of Osiris is another one we just did. Um, but yeah, a lot of it kind of is hand in hand. So it's almost not really doing three different things. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, it's like if if I have the, all these things going on, they're they're all around music. Yeah, yeah and cool. funny enough, I I kind of. Learn that concept from Chris Franzek because he always talks about like the multiple things he's running. Mm -hmm. um, he has like his clothing company. He had a record label; he's not a part of it anymore, and obviously his band. And he like his goal was always just to have all those things go hand in hand with each other. Totally. Um, so I, I don't I don't know him super well. I've only met him once or twice, but. Um, I think there is something to be said for that mindset is if you're going to do multiple things, if you can have them kind of all run together, that's pretty valuable. Totally. Yeah, that's that's the goal. It's it's pretty like crazy. Like you, you just wanted to play music and then you, you didn't realize all these different hats you guys got got to wear. You have to. All you you have to be able you to You could do just hire things. people to do everything for you, but then you lose all that money. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make so much sense as finding half the amount of people that can do each person can do two jobs. Yeah, no, to hell totally, damn, brother, man. let's rip with that let's instead. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and good ideas are hard to come up with, and like you, you can't just like play your instrument. You got to do that, and then you got to practice, mm -hmm. and then you got to make time for whatever family or something other that 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 you have, and then you got to go on tour, and it's just. All these different hats. Oh yeah. Oh, then you know, fucking, I'm we're, we're driving around 5 a.m. and the fucking it, 
is our driver drinking and all this all of these we're, we're talking you have all of these things that you sign up for you, you had no idea that you sign up for oh yeah well one of the main things that we we actually didn't get to talk about this yesterday but that i'm like you know like the the bigger the band gets or you know the bigger you get like you know personally like however you want to put it or whatever mm-hmm. it it's it is weird I've always been a person that like tries really hard to like answer every comment. Mm-hmm. This has always been easy. Yeah. But now it's like, fuck, man. There's too many. It's it's it's, a lot. it's literally like it's literally not possible. Mm-hmm. And like, th- th- now comes another problem and another thing that you is in your head on the road is it's like I don't ever want to upset anyone. Yeah. But that's fucking impossible. And it's mm-hmm. like, like what like similar to what we talked about like turning off a bad day. Mm-hmm. Because you want, you don't want a kid. Like the last thing that you want is a kid to think that you're an asshole, but you're yeah. just having a bad day, so you got to turn it off. But it it yeah. is like, you know, you have all these messages, and like just to even open, you know, if you see like a hundred messages from different fans, that's fucking daunting as shit, dude. Yeah. Like you don't even want to open one because you know as as soon as you like, there's no. This is like so cool. But like you, you respond, and they're like, "Holy shit! I didn't think you would respond." And then they're trying to have a whole ass conversation with you. It's tough. Yeah. And then so if and that's just one person, and that takes Mm -hmm. a lot of energy. Yeah. And it's like, fuck! How do I pick? And so I do still really, really try so hard to like, especially like really like any like really special ones like um, like uh like someone's first metal show ever. Yeah. Or something like if mm-hmm. if we're tagged in that like I'll try to like comment something like you know mm-hmm. it was like an honor to have you know, anything like that and mm-hmm. like try to do something, but it is it is I never thought about this I never thought about this part of it ever being a thing, but it's like it's it sucks it kind of sucks because mm-hmm. you wish you you want to fucking you have a conversation with every with kid yeah, yeah you want to yeah. like in, try to inspire every kid if you can but you fucking can't okay. and then yeah. and you don't want. It's like uh, it's like what do you do because yeah. if you try to answer them all you're literally going to fucking drive yourself crazy and you drop off the earth yes. and th- no one wants that. Mm-hmm. So it's like life is all about balance. You have to find a balance and like pick and choose the ones that you respond to and then basically just hope that you know inevitably there's going to be plenty of kids that you never you just you just don't even see their message. And you just basically hope that they just don't think you're an asshole and if they do like you have to learn to be asleep. Yeah. That's it's that's Shit. crazy. Hear that everybody? Tough. Bryce will get back to you as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, uh there's not enough time in the, no. in a day that there's plenty, especially like, like the older like you get and the more priorities you have in your life, the more she got going on in your life, like right. But the time in the day is just fucking disappeared. Like keep telling my my uh, girlfriend, I'm like, where does the day go? I was I just fucking woke up. I woke up at four AM. It's fucking the day um is tonight. Yeah, and yeah. and when we're watching Cobra Kai and time to go to bed now, it's like, where did the day go? Yeah, yeah, I say the same thing all the time. It's nuts, but I mean, you want to mm-hmm. do all these things, but it's just not possible. So yeah, try, right. trying, I think that's what we're all doing with you know, no matter who you are, what your chosen walk of life is, you know, we're just trying to prioritize our, our the balance of our, our life. You know, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's tough, man. But uh, it is. That's a that's a pretty good fucking closer. It's sick. Let's just, we're, all, we're all trying to find life balance. Oh, yeah, damn, brother. Yeah, we're all in this together, baby. What's the uh, you know what what's what's the future like for for you guys? Um, <laughs> gosh, everyone, everyone just looks like Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, we're definitely going to Europe in January. We're going for our first time. We're going to headline a tour. Damn. <clears throat> um, yeah, and the tour, you know, we weren't, we didn't expect our first time to be there headlining, but basically we were going to do the festivals a couple of years ago. Um, you know, like Summer Breeze, Brutal Assault, that stuff. And then we had writing shows booked between it. Um, and our agent was like, wow, these writing shows are selling pretty good. And uh, everything got canceled. And it was like, well, let's postpone the routing shows and build a tour around it since you can seem to already sell in Europe. So our, we just made a full Europe tour out of it. Um, and we still get to do the Summer Breeze Brutal Assault stuff. Um, hopefully that's all announced. But yeah, a bunch of festivals. We just announced Alcatraz Festival. That's going to be um, this coming August. So we're going to Europe twice next year. Um, we'll probably hit the U.S. at least once next year. Um, <clears throat> but otherwise, kind of want to, you know, prioritize the music again. New um, music. Yeah. Already? <laughs> well, well some, yeah, something. I mean... The record just came out. We don't care. Well, <laughs> yeah, not, we, not that the music's going to come out super soon, yeah. but at least... Yeah. But like like we're saying, Carpe Diem, like I think uh Sorry. at least some of us I know I am, uh just uh need to take a little extra time home and a break from traveling because mm -hmm. we've never done three tours in a year. We've always just done one or two. It's been four now within three hundred and sixty five days. Exactly. A year ago was the first tour back from the lockdown with Born of Osiris. So we've yeah. done four within three hundred and sixty five yeah. days. And that's yeah. that's not really what like the, the principles the band was built on. We wanted to kind of keep it short and sweet and focus on like the online presence and the music and yeah. turn into a lot. But we just keep getting these tours we really want to do um but sure. you know they, they i mean i guess but yeah <laughs> we <took somewhere> yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah it comes at, at like a price of other stuff so yeah we want to try to wind down a little bit and re-strengthen the musical process and stuff like that and the home life and stuff so um yeah next year might not be super busy but we also just never know because every once in a while we get things we don't expect and it's cool I'm like damn. Damn, damn um that's that's a quote from uh our friend ben savage from white ben chapel savage, also he'll funny. he'll just like look at you squint a little bit and he's just like damn damn yeah it's our it's our favorite arms crossed we love him he's great but um yeah um yeah so we're still figuring out what's next but Obviously, this tour is a really good sign of things to come, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tornell was fucking packed, dude. I was like, damn, I just saw him open up a tour a few months ago. Under headlining, is a lot of fucking people in here. It's cool. It's been yeah. so cool, man. It's badass. <clears throat> Very grateful. Well, where uh, where can people find you guys? Anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone has everything now, everything. right? Anywhere and everything. It's not, it's not the 90s anymore, you know? We got a, web, we got a, a whole website. They could just go to that. Dot yeah. com? We got, yep. we got a dot, dot, the dot com version. Yeah. yeah. We got, grab that. Do you have t shirts? Hell damn. Dude. Yeah. Hell damn, dude. <laughs> I gotta well, believe it. We got hell damn t shirts. We got, yeah, hell, we got plenty of some bitchums for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I take it as a shadow of, of, of intent. IG. 
You guys have. You guys we, have we had to grab Shaw and Tent official because oh, yeah, so, some idiot, some crash. perpetrator. Yeah, yeah. Oh. a halo fan. Find once, yeah, once idiot. we and idiot took yeah it. on Twitter <laughs> we had to get Sy band page the worst possible. Oh fuck so, yeah! But I'm gonna meet oh. the head of Instagram and the head of Twitter one day, and I'm gonna be like, give me the names. Names. Now we're gonna yeah. find we're gonna find the dude who took Shadow of Intent on Instagram. We're yeah, gonna find him. We're gonna, we're gonna find you. I have a big bag of shit like yeah. behind <laughs> you, like if you don't give yeah. me names, go right yeah. in your fucking face, dude. I don't want to say anything publicly that can be construed as a threat, but <laughs> <laughs> just add one, just add a number, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness, any number, yeah. anything. Well, dude, thank you for uh, having the first eight a.m. Podcast, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Uh, have a good show tonight in San Diego. Everyone, go go out and see them. And uh, yeah, until fucking next time. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank Everyone, so much, that's bro. it. Later. Later.